Whether you have an online business or an offline business, one of the best things you can have is exposure. The more your potential customers see you, wherever they look, the better your chances of bringing them into your circle of influence. And my guest today, Leanna Ling, is an expert at what's called omni-channel marketing, making it look like you're everywhere to your potential customers. Now, you may know Leanna if you're a customer of Justin Brooks' ad skills. She was one of the course teachers in that course. Uh, She also has a couple of great rooms on Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, I would look her up there as well. She, again, is a master of what she calls omni-channel marketing, being everywhere, but without having to do all that extra work. So I know you guys are going to love this episode. It's a great one. She's super energetic, and I loved uh, talking to her. So grab a cool drink, set back, and enjoy this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people just like you and me can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha, my name's Tom Gaddis and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Leanna, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you, Tom? I'm awesome. I, you know, we were just talking a little bit before I hit record and like, I was just thinking like, I love the energy. Like, it's so great to have a guest on that's like fired up and has the energy. Like it just, ooh, it warms me up. So excited to have you here. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, one little tip is a nickname I got was tiny turbo of Toronto because I'm from Toronto and I'm always like this in events. <laughs> tiny turbo of Toronto. That's great. That's great. Well, you know, so it's interesting how we met and hooked up because uh, my business partner in Offline Sharks actually was in a clubhouse room that you were a part of and you guys started talking and then he was like, oh, we should talk to her. And we had a call and then I was like, hey, I should have you on my podcast because there's a couple of things um, that you're doing that I think are awesome. One is this, uh, you kind of look like you're just everywhere, right? Which is, um, you know, something that interests me because as somebody who's putting out, you know, building a brand, doing products, I want that feeling, but I know a lot of people often think it takes a lot of work. And uh, I think you have a strategy that may be a little easier to do if you're a solopreneur. Um, So I thought we could talk about that a little bit, but before we dive into all that, why don't you just kind of tell listeners a little bit about Leanna? How, how did you get here? Sure. So um, my name is Leanna. I am from Toronto, Canada, and I am a recovering lawyer. So I was a lawyer for about 10 years before I went and became a full-time entrepreneur. And what I do is I help business owners fill their pipeline and get as many clients as their heart desires. And I do that through paid media and organic social media marketing. And I, the reason why I sound so energetic is because I wake up every day and I'm so excited and I literally just love what I do and love the people I get to work with and talk to, you know, every day. 
And uh, I guess if you, I usually like to give maybe some random tips about me. So it doesn't sound so boring. So a couple of random things people may not know about me is I also played the harp uh, professionally for eight years. And I'm also uh, um, an escape room fiend. And so Toronto is like one of those places where it has a ton of escape rooms and I'm just obsessed with escape rooms. I, you know, a harp, a harpist. Is that what it's called? You were a harpist. Yes. You were a harpist. Yes. Okay. So yes. when I was in high school, I played the tenor saxophone for a long time. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> don't know wow. that. Yeah. I love and, it. Well, the, I, so I have not been to an escape room yet, but my, <gasps> like my family is dying to go to one. So I have to, maybe we'll have to come to Toronto and pick a good one up there. Right. You will, or you can do a virtual one. I mean, I know we're probably oh. not going to talk about escape rooms for the whole time, no, 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 but, no, no. <laughs> uh, but it actually does help with marketing quite a bit, but I've actually done quite a few virtual ones as well. And, but I will give you a marketing tip about it because this is also, I like it for two reasons. Number one, also having a legal background, I am very much into problem solving and I see marketing as just a one big problem solving puzzle every day. You're just trying to solve different problems um, so that it does help you with that. And I all the other reason why I do virtual escape rooms as well is I think one of the one of the ways of the future for building communities and courses is having a unique experience. So I'm always looking at how other people are creating an immersive experience using Zoom or other technologies? And then how can I uh, take parts of that for my own communities? And some escape rooms are doing a really good job that way. And you'd be really surprised how immersive it could be. So I'm taking all those different pieces and testing things out and putting it together uh, to make it much more immersive uh, and entertaining for courses and trainings I do. Because nobody likes to be in a boring coaching program, right? They also want to have fun. That that is such a brilliant strategy. Like, so I recently stumbled onto, I guess something kind of similar to that because my oldest daughter wanted to sign up for Hunt a Killer. Are you familiar with Hunt a Killer? It's like yes, this, we subscribed to that for six months. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a box they send, and you have to like solve the crimes and and do the thing. And what's interesting is she was bugging me to sign up for it, and I was like, oh no, no. So finally, I go to their website to sign up for it, and the process that they walked me through to sign up, I was like, oh my God, we could use this at Offline Sharks and it would be different and it would be awesome. Like this would be great for our monthly membership. So it was like, I put, I made a note, I let the team, I was like, we need to implement this like ASAP because this is brilliant. So I think your strategy there of looking in other places for what you can bring into whatever it is you're doing is really, really great. Yeah. So when you say that you generate leads for people, so what types of businesses do you work with? So I primarily work with info product entrepreneurs. Um, I used to do, especially before the current situation here with COVID, I used to do a lot of work with local businesses. In fact, I used to be the marketing coordinator for, for Tabia which in Toronto uh, basically helps uh, basically all 40,000 small businesses in Toronto. So my heart is very much for the small business community. Um, but I, I nowadays, I really work a lot with infopreneurs, as we call them, coaches. And I do have a few e-commerce clients. Oh, that's awesome. So let, let's talk about, uh, I know we kind of scratched on this briefly before we started recording, but let's, let's talk about this. Uh, I think you called it omni, did you call it omnipresence? Omni, omni-channel marketing. Yes. Omni-channel marketing, yes. Okay, all right. I want to talk about that because I think listeners 
regardless of what they're doing, whether they're focusing on uh, building a business online or building a client-based business, I think this is a, a strategy that is probably the the future of marketing, right? Um, so I do. Why, yeah. yeah, why don't you give them give them some insight on that, and then we'll dig into some more. Sure. So, a teeny weeny bit of background is is you know I and I used to say this a lot. I used to say to people, "Hey, focus on one thing." And a lot of people say this too. And it's not that it's wrong advice because it is good to get really good at one thing. And I understand we say that to prevent people from just trying a ton of different things. But we would say, pick one platform, get really really good at it, dominate it, and go to the next platform. I've really changed my approach to that, especially in the past year. If anybody listening is on Facebook, and this is not to say anything bad about Facebook. Let's be very clear about this, right? Uh, but there are pros and cons for being on, on platforms like Facebook. You, you don't. It's not a place that you own. They could, anything you build on there can be taken away. And because of all the different issues happening, it's just been a very volatile type of environment. And unfortunately, I've seen people build their entire business using, say, Facebook groups only, or they don't even have a website. They just relied on their Facebook page, or they were only doing Facebook ads. And when that got taken away, from them, their business pretty much just came to a grinding halt. And I don't believe that nowadays you can be as successful by just focusing on the one because of that. I think that you do need to incorporate what we're calling omni-channel, which is what some people say, be everywhere. But I don't like to say that either because it sounds a little bit scary because how can you be everywhere? There's only one of me, right? Yeah. Uh, so I have figured out ways to do that, uh, you know, because I talk a lot about how you can do this as a solopreneur and sort of as a team. But the idea behind it is leveraging more than one channel. And the key is to have them all work together. And this works at any level. And especially when you get at very high levels, there's so much magic that can happen really there. Uh, but it really is about working together and making sure everything is very smooth. And it is, it feels like a holistic experience for people if they find you on Clubhouse, on Facebook, on Instagram, for example. So, so that's really what the approach is. And, and especially for small businesses, I think that's something that you need to look at, you know, altering your thinking and your approach a little bit to incorporate even a little bit of an omni-channel approach um, because that'll help solidify your future or make it at least a little bit more secure. So again, you don't have all your eggs in one basket, as they say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that is an awesome approach. One thing that, that, that pops up to me that I wonder about though, is like, well, how do you do that when you're just one person, you're that solopreneur, or you're just that, you know, maybe you have one assistant and, you know, you're not, you're not Gary V recording, you know, 24 hour coverage and then a team of a hundred breaking it all up. Like, Sometimes I think about that um, that that omni-channel approach. I think, oh, it's just going to be so much work. Like, where do? So I guess that would be the first thing. How do you keep it from being so much work that you one uh, don't get started? Because sometimes when I think of something and I think it's going to be a lot of effort, I go, I just don't start it. Right. The other part of that is once you get it started, keeping it manageable so that you're consistent with it. Yes. So I what I like to do is. And again, I'm not talking about being in 10 places at once, okay? So it's probably, depending on what your market is, maybe it's three, maybe it ends up being four, uh, but it does take a bit of planning. So if you're somebody who does a lot of things on the fly, like every single day, this is this is actually gonna be harder to do, uh, but I do a lot of things ahead of time and I work in 
batches. So what I'll do is I'll have content themes every month. I've been doing this for years and years and years. So uh, I'll come up with, okay, this, or, or this, even this quarter, even maybe it's too hard to think of a theme for a month. Just pick a theme for the quarter. Say, this is what I'm actually going to talk about. And what you want to do is you want to create your, your piece of your central piece of content for you, Tom, it's your podcast. Maybe for others, it's a YouTube channel or a blog post, and then you repurpose that content. So what I mean is you chop it up, you use it in different ways to be present on a couple of these other channels. Um, this way you at least have a presence on there. I would recommend you at least have a presence. And then the next thing we can talk about is how you decide where you're actually going to personally spend a lot of your time and also share you some tricks as well to make people think you're everywhere. But that's where I start from. I start from a batching process where I've got my central piece of content. And then what are the themes, you know, what are the little pieces that I can break out from that? Like, for example, TikTok, you just have to post a 15 second video every day, like 15 seconds. Right. And that same 15 second video can then also be used on Instagram, can also be used to upload into LinkedIn stories, can also be used to upload into Instagram stories and Facebook stories. This is all from one 15 second video. So how many of us can create 15 seconds of content? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, when you say that, so a saying that I have just been thinking about over and over and over that I just read in this book called The Slight Edge was like, the things that move you to success are easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. So 15 seconds of content a day, like that sounds so easy. Like I go, I could do that, but it's just as easy to wake up and not do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I like to batch it because I just found for me, I get into, you know, momentum when you're creating content and I don't even get to a point where people say, oh, change your hats and change your shirts. Like, I don't care about that. I'll just create, you know, 10 videos, for example, in a row. And like, great, they're just done. Like, all I care about is they just get done. Uh, I don't think anybody cares what t-shirt I wear, you know? So I, I just get that done and I, I have a plan. I go, okay, I'm going to chunk this all together. And we do have a checklist. You can have a very simple checklist or process where you can go through and say, okay, he here's what we're going to do for each content. You can do it yourself or have a VA help you. But part of that is if you have a checklist and you don't have to think about it, so it's not using up brain space, you have, okay, I've just done this. Great. This is the next thing I do. So for each piece of like blog post, or let's just use this podcast, for example, I would say you could probably break out a couple of chunks where you can have your 15 second videos. You could probably pull out some uh, sound bites for quotes uh, and just make ahead again quote posts. There's so many pieces of software that allows you to do that so easily. Like Canva is like a big one. There's templates there. Just put it in. Um, you can create, uh, it can be used to also create maybe 15 or like not even like two minute segments, maybe where you talk a little bit deeper about a point there. So that's another video you can use. I mean, there's so many things you can do just from this one thing. You could create a blog post out of it. Um, you can take that blog post and chop it up and create more social media posts for Facebook and Instagram, all from this one episode. And so that's what I do is I decide here's the channels I'm going to be present in and that we're going to try and push out content. And then I use software uh, as much as possible that allows us to pre-schedule things. So then I just have, then that way I know, okay, at least I'm covered 
because I don't want to have to worry about that from the day to day. And if you do it every single day, it's really, really, really hard to keep up. I just find that when you batch it, if you can get it, so you're doing it once a month, then, you know, maybe it's one morning every Saturday a month or something that you do this. The I think that the ROI you can get for that in the long run is is so much more than just like you said, I love the slight edge as well, you know, but not doing it. Yeah, that, well, I, that that batching strategy is, I mean, excellent. I mean, that's like, I'm not doing that right now. And as you're saying it, I'm like, I know I need to be doing that. Like Tom, yeah. listen to Leanna, do this after this episode, go implement this, take action on it. So you mentioned software. What uh, do you have a preference of software that you like to use or? Yeah. So it, well, I use a little bit different software because I have an agency. So I have to use software that I can handle a lot of different client accounts. But for example, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram uh, would be one place that you would wanting to be scheduling. Facebook has a free piece of software called Creator Studio that you can use and just schedule your posts ahead of time in there. So why not just use that? You know, maybe where you're going to focus on is, say, for example, Clubhouse, LinkedIn, and Facebook slash Instagram. Great. So that's done. You know, um, other pieces of software, for example, like later.com could also be good. Later.com handles is really good for Instagram. They also have Facebook as well. And they also now have TikTok as well uh, that you can schedule. So I think it just depends on what networks you want. And then there's usually some type of software that will handle most, most of what you need in terms of posting. Oh, those are awesome. I've never heard of later. I'm going to check that one out. And by the way, if you're listening to this episode, I will put links to the things that Leanna mentions in the show notes as well. So you can find them there. This episode of What's the Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals, can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. So, okay, so we, we talked about so that's how we can kind of be everywhere, batching, doing those things. So I want to kind of backtrack just a little bit because there's something, you know, you mentioned at the very beginning uh, that I think uh, listeners would like good tips on. And that is you talked about having one theme for like the month or for the batch of content you're doing. But what what tip, like where where do you get those themes from? Like, do you have any tips or advice on where people could go to find those those ideas? Sure. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So the order that you should be doing this in is, as I said, you do the content, you, you decide what the theme is, then you post. And then the third step, which we haven't covered yet, is when you, you put in your daily routine to do some engagement and sort of be active on certain platforms. But the first thing is, yes, it. what you want to think about is you want to think about what it is that you sell and you provide. So for offline sharks, what is it that you sell? So we sell courses to like freelancers, agency owners, showing them how, most of them are showing them how to get clients. How to get clients. Yep. So I would backtrack from that and ask you, what is it that they need to know or believe before they think, yeah, that makes that makes sense. I actually really need that. 
Like I need what you're providing. One of the things is, well, you ha- they have to buy into the fact that they need clients in the first place. Not everybody, some people have enough clients. They don't want any more clients, right? Uh, some people just want to have software. Like there's not everybody wants to have clients. So you've got that, right? And then uh, also from there, I'm sure that there are people who have objections to buying what it is that you're providing. Like what, for example, is one objection? Uh a common objection we get is it'll take too much time, right? Okay. I would make that a theme for the month. Productivity. How do I save time? Uh, you know, or, and you can also show how you can do a certain thing and it takes a ton of time. And then this is how we save time. That's what lead pages did when it first came out. I don't know if you remember, they would say, here's how to create a landing page. I was like, wow. And there's this long tutorial of how you do it in HTML. And I'm thinking, how am I going to do it? And then they say, well, press a button and it'd be done for you over here. <laughs> you know, um, and, th- and then they hooked me, right? That was the very first piece of landing page software I ever bought because of that. Uh, so there's and there's so many productivity things uh, out there that you could talk about and hacks and software that you could help. And then that would bring people in on that topic that, you know, is a topic for them and then start to bring them through your funnel. So I always like to tie things into what it is that you're selling and what is it that you need to um, help them change in their mind or educate them a little bit more. If you, another thing that I also bring into the topics is you want to think about what are people's back pains? Because I may not be something that, like, I, what I'm selling may not solve their back pain, but because of their back pain, they're not able to focus on what it is I'm providing because they're in so much immediate pain. If anybody's had back pain, they can understand. You you literally can't do anything, right? It's just, it's so, you know, you can't do anything. So if you can solve their back pain, then they're ready to listen to hear what the next higher quality problem is or the next thing that you can provide. So you know, what is like, what would you say is like the number one back pain of your, you know, of your target market for offline sharks? Oh, so, you know, it's interesting because I I think I can map this out. So getting clients is the number one pain, right? Most people struggle really hard to get clients, but just what you're talking about, there's a lot of things that we need to teach them and show them how to do, but you can't really do that until you show them how to get a client, right? They need that client first and, and, or the other stuff doesn't really make any sense. Like, why do I need to know all that? I don't even have a client. Like, so yeah, that's the first thing. Exactly. You know, you know, what types of, like some clients can actually bring you down and, you know, cause there's some you need to stay away from, uh, client management and client. Yeah. So many things about that, right? What are the top three mistakes people make? What's wasting your time in terms of getting clients? Um, okay. So there's your content plan for the next quarter. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you. That's what I go with. And we're done with this episode. I'm just just kidding. (laughs) But that's how you get more. I'm always looking for leverage. That's actually the secret that I learned. I used to work a lot with uh, the Inc 5000 community um, with an author named Lewis Schiff. And one thing I learned from him is the super successful CEOs they know where to find leverage out of things. So this isn't just putting content out there. This is putting intentional content out there that's designed to lead people along a certain path towards what it is that you're providing so you can help them have a better quality of life, reach their dreams, reach their goals. Uh, Yeah, leverage, you're right. That's so key. And when you're talking about finding the themes and things, like the thing that stuck out to me, and I talk about this a lot on this podcast, is like, you looked to the market, like you looked at your market, 
the people that are going to consume your thing and said, okay, they're going to give me the themes and things I need to talk about. And super, super smart. So let, let's talk about step three, because you said we hadn't really talked about that. So let's talk about step three of the process. Yeah. So step three is, and this is where I would niche down a little bit, depending on how busy you are, but you do need to think about where your target market is and Again, where like where do you get the most leverage? Where are you? Where is the most likely place that you're actually going to get clients better, and spend your time on that? I like to create what I call a one hour a day social media plan. It doesn't have to be an hour. Maybe you only have half an hour, but what you want to do in there is. Say, for example, I think Instagram is one of the places I want to be active on, as an example. I do like to follow the Gary V dollar eighty strategy, which is. Uh, it's about leaving your quote unquote two cents on things. So he says, fine, you know, come up with 10 top hashtags and you put nine, you leave comments on nine posts under each of those. So if you add it all up, your two cents, it's like a dollar eighty. But his point is, is that you don't just put, wow, that's great, or you know, good stuff, or you know, or thumbs up or something. You actually put a meaningful comment on there. And if you do that consistently every single day, then people start to come back to your profile. If it's optimized well, they'll stay there and follow and you'll get people that reach out to you. So I, I do that. Like I make sure that I'm engaging in my preferred platforms every single day, even if I'm really busy and I have 15 minutes, I will still do that because consistency will always win out over volume. Uh, I used to work with uh, a, like a lead generation master and he, he drilled it into my head that he said, spike marketing doesn't work like a big jump. It will not work for you in the long run. And I love telling people that consistency works because it really doesn't need talent. I'm not talking about you have to be an artist or a great saxophone player or anything like that. You just have to keep doing something every single day and you will already be ahead of more than 50% of the people out there. And so that's what, that's what I do is spend time there. Like, so for example, for me right now, in this very moment, Clubhouse is a place that I am getting faster traction. So it makes sense for me to put more time in there, but I'm very intentional about it. I have three rooms that I host a week and I'm pretty much only in Clubhouse during those times. I'll pop in for five minutes a day at various times just to check and see what's going on there. But I'm only in it intentionally at those times. And one of the tricks is I build into my content plan where I push stuff out. I already build into it promotions for it and I share stuff behind it. So I'm taking screenshots. I'm telling people, you know, when, when it's coming up and I take notes during the sessions and I'll make posts about that and put that in my repurposing content marketing plan. So it looks like I'm everywhere because people are seeing me talk about the same thing. Remember I talked about how they have to work together. So they'll see me talk about Clubhouse in different places with the different topics. I had somebody who says, wow, Leanna, you look like you're the president of Clubhouse. You're everywhere. I'm not. I really am not. But it looks like I am because I'm talking about it strategically in certain places. Um, and just and also I'm consistent about it. I've been doing this only for four weeks at the time of this recording. And a lot of people think, wow, you've been on it a lot. But it's it's been four weeks. But you know what? I'm doing this every single week. And that that really is what's key. And it's hard sometimes because sometimes nobody shows up. Sometimes you have a great room. Sometimes you don't have a good room, but it doesn't matter. It's every week. And I get people now messaging me saying, hey, like I heard you're doing this room and I heard this, I heard that. Just like your partner said, hey, that was one of the rooms we were hosting, right? Yeah, yeah. And well, it, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's really awesome. And yeah, it was I was surprised because when we got on the call too, because I've been through the ad skills videos, so I recognized you from those videos. And I was like, oh, I totally know her. <laughs> like, I've been through those videos. Yeah. So yeah, it was like you were everywhere. Like you were in my, <laughs> you were in the courses I was going through then on club. It was awesome. So- Well, that's one, another thing too. Sorry to no, interrupt. No, Sorry. No, that's no, just no, one more thing I think I would give as a tip to people too is again- when you are searching for speaking opportunities, be intentional about how you can leverage it. I'm honored that Justin Brooke invited me to teach the Facebook course for ad skills. One of the great things about that is ad skills also, by the way, has their courses and a lot of other different people's courses as well, a lot. So, you know, you say, oh, I saw you, I saw you, I saw you. It's because I did that one course, which is, you know, in a lot of different places. And I have also volunteered and also been hired to coach in a few other, again, not many, like two other places. And again, people say, oh, I saw you there. I saw you there. You know, again, it's so it looks like I'm everywhere, but I'm not. I'm just very intentional about it. I'm in some recordings for John Benson. I'm actually one of his testimonials that the affiliates use. So my friends will say, Leanna, I saw you in Ed Dale's email today. And they send me the screenshot. Right? And they're like, that's where Leanna is. Why? It, I did one testimonial that's been in one webinar that people have been using for about a year. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, that—that that all of the things that we've talked about in this episode have been super smart, super great tips. It's been awesome to chat with you and, and have the, the turbo of Toronto in the uh, virtual studio, as they say, right? So Leanna, where can listeners go to find out more about you, what you do? Sure. My website is powerupstrategy.com. And if you want to find me on social media, look for Lee Jen Queen. That's my handle on almost everywhere. Instagram is the Lee Jen Queen, Clubhouse, Facebook, I'm Lee Jen Queen. So just go find me there. Please reach out. Uh, and, you know, just I'm happy to help and serve you in any way I can. That's awesome. Thanks so much. And for everybody listening, I will put links on the show notes page of this. You can find that at tomgaddis.com. Just click on this episode. You'll see all the links we talked about in this episode. Leanna, again, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule since you're everywhere to do this episode with me. I really appreciate it. And to all our listeners out there, stay safe and practice aloha, everyone. See you on the next episode. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.